This is the Imagine Alba podcast, bringing Scotland to you. In each episode, we explore Scotland's captivating history, celebrated myths, spectacular landscapes, and vibrant culture. Through the Imagine Alba podcast and our free online magazine, imaginealba.com, our goal is to share our love of Scotland and inspire your imagination. Whether you live here, have visited, are planning a holiday, or you simply love all things Scottish. Join us for our virtual journey across Scotland as we imagine Alba. Welcome to the Imagine Alba podcast, bringing Scotland to you. This is your host, Michelle, coming to you from beautiful Argyle in the West Highlands. On today's episode, we're going to explore the Scottish tradition of Burns Night. Scottish folks love tradition, they love poetry, and they love a party. All of these come together in the uniquely Scottish custom of Burns Night on January 25th. Burns Night is a celebration of our national bard's life and works entwined in a supper. Rabbi, as he's lovingly called here, was born in 1759 to tenant farmers in Alloway, which is in South Ayrshire in southern Scotland. The cottage where he was born has been preserved as a heritage site. At the Robert Burns Birthplace Museum, visitors can explore the bard's contribution to Scotland's culture, as well as his influence on the modern world. Burns' father, William, was a strong believer in education and was determined to give his sons a good one. He founded a school for Robert, his little brother Gilbert, and the neighborhood children. At the age of 15, young Robert wrote his first song called Handsome Nell, a foreshadowing of his prolific talent as well as his fondness for the ladies. Determined that her son wouldn't toil on the land like his parents, Byrne's mother Agnes sent young Robert off to the Ayrshire village of Kirkoswald. There he studied land surveying. Although celebrated the world over for his poetry and song, Burns never made a living from his literary works. In fact, the only professional training he ever received was as a land surveyor, and this is how he earned his living. In 1785, Burns met his future wife, Jean. The next year, the couple had their first child, and he published his first collection, called Poems, Chiefly in the Scottish Dialect. Robert left Ayrshire for the big lights of Edinburgh in 1786 and was immediately hailed by the literari as the heaven-taught plowman. In 1787, he released another collection of poems, as well as his autobiography, in the form of a letter. And with that, a star was born. Burns has been known ever since as Scotland's national poet. He's well known as a pioneer of the Romantic movement, and his poems that celebrate nature and emotions epitomize the style. But along with his serious love poetry and odes to the common man, there was also a very bawdy side to Rabbi. His collection of songs, The Merry Muses of Caledonia, was filled with the kind of imagery that would go down a storm in the pub with the lads, if you know what I mean. If you read the verses, you may just be surprised at their explicit nature. You might say that old Rabbi was an 18th century rock star. 
The Merry Muses were published after his death, and at first there was an attempt to ignore this side of Burns. But yesterday's scandal is today's art, and songs like The Fornicator and Maggie Came to My Bedstock are now proud members of the Burns canon. something of a cult figure for more than just his poetry, though. As a Freemason, he was committed to the ideals of the Enlightenment and is well known for his politics, which emphasized bringing an end to poverty and using society's resources to improve the quality of life for all. His beliefs and works influence liberal philosophies around the world even today. The poet suffered from poor health and died from complications of a heart condition at the age of just 37. On the day of his funeral, Rabbi's wife, Jean, gave birth to his last son. Burns had a total of 12 children by four women, including nine by his wife, Jean. Well, we did say he loved ladies, and it seems the ladies loved him back. While famous in Scotland in his lifetime, it wasn't until after his death that Burns' works became internationally renowned. And to this day, people from all over the world sing Auld Lang Syne to bring in the new year. His close friends in Ayrshire held the first burn suppers after his death, first in July on his death date. Later, the tradition continued and spread to the rest of Scotland, and the date was changed to his birthday, January 25th. This is also the traditional last hurrah of the Scottish festive season. These days, burn suppers can be a big formal affair conducted with pomp and circumstance, or a more informal gathering that incorporates the major elements of a burn supper. As long as there is haggis, pipes, lots of whiskey, and readings by Burns, it's a proper Burns night. The celebration begins with heads bowed to Burns' Selkirk Grace. And here to say the blessing, let's welcome Rab. Some him eat and canna eat, and some what eat that want it. But we him eat and we can eat, so let the Lord be thank it. Then the haggis is brought in with great fanfare, displayed to best advantage on a huge platter, and followed by a piper playing it all into the room. Haggis, if you don't know, is a lump of sheep's innards, we're talking the heart, liver, and lungs, minced with onion, oatmeal, suet, spices, salt, and stock. It's all cooked in a skin, and at a burden supper, it tends to be about the size of an American football, though a normal haggis is about half that size. And since we mean to go on as we started, more poetry now ensues, as an honored guest delivers the address to the haggis. This is a Burns point. Yes, the haggis is actually addressed in poetry. It's a bit long, so you can find the address to the haggis, photos, and more Burns Night poetry on the page for this episode on our website, imaginealba.com. After wooing it with poetry, the haggis whisperer then slices into the huge pudding, and as the steaming innards pour out, the crowd shouts to the haggis and toast with great gusto, whiskey flowing. The courses then start to come out, and some typical Scottish dishes that you might enjoy at a burn supper include salmon pate, hodgepodge or mutton soup, cold cannon, neeps and tatties, that's turnips and potatoes, venison and red wine and red currant gravy, and of course haggis. And there's even vegetarian haggis. 
all smothered in a whiskey cream sauce. For dessert, it's got to be a Cludy dumpling, and meanwhile, cider, lager, and whiskey keeps throats well lubricated for all the singing and poetry recitations. Once the meal is finished, the evening has only begun. Now comes the seemingly endless parade of speeches, poems, songs, and toasts. Starting with the immortal memory, a tribute to the man himself, to the toast of the lassies, the reply to the toast of the lassies, and so forth. To the very end, when everyone links hands and sings Auld Lang Syne into the wee hours of the morning. Robert Burns was a visionary, a man of passion, a brilliant wordsmith, and an artist in the truest sense of the word. And I think it says something wonderful about Scotland, that its biggest national hero is not a warrior or a politician, but a man of the heart. Any person who could write, not the bee upon the blossom in the pride of sunny noon, not the little sporting fairy all beneath the simmer moon, not the poet in the moment fancy lightens in his eye, Kens the pleasure, feels the rapture that thy presence brings to me. Well, that man deserves to be celebrated. We hope you've enjoyed our Ode to Robert Burns in celebration of Burns Night, January 25th. time for our Scots Word of the Day, and here's Rab. Thanks, Michelle. And today's Scots Word of the Day is muckle. This means big, or a big thing. It's a very old word, which isn't so common these days, but you can still find it used in some places, especially in rural areas where older Scots is used more commonly. The reason that I'm using this word, muckle, is because it's one of my favourite Scottish words. Plus, it's used in one of my favourite Scottish songs, a drinking song, surprise, surprise, written by Robert Burns called Up With The Carols and Dies Art. And the main line of the song goes, Hey, co through, co through, for we hey muckle ado. Which means, hey, call through to the others, as we're having a big party. The word muckle is also in one of my favourite Scottish phrases, which goes, Mony a mickle, max a muckle, which means, many small things make a big thing. I'll be along next time for another Scots Word of the Day.
February 4th, musicians from across the globe will take part in more than 300 events at venues throughout Glasgow for Celtic Connections, one of the leading annual festivals of world folk and roots music. 18 days of concerts, Kayleys, talks, art exhibitions, workshops, free events, late-night sessions, and a host of special one-off musical collaborations will once again light up the Scottish winter when Celtic Connections returns for 2018. Here to give us the scoop on the festival is Rav. If you like listening to traditional music, then Celtic Connections will have something to offer. Of course, you will find what is hot on the traditional music scene in Scotland, but as the name suggests, you can find other great artists from the other Celtic nations, Ireland, Wales, Brittany, and northwest Spain, like Asturias and Galicia. In addition to that, musicians from around the world feature in what could be termed a more general trad connections, with world-renowned acts such as Vassen from Sweden, Le Vendonor from Quebec, even Bécho Drum from Hungary, bringing the very best of traditional music from Europe, North America and beyond to Glasgow every January. Bluegrass and old-time musicians from the good old US of A also play a big part in the festival for the annual transatlantic sessions. Such luminaries as Dobro legend Jerry Douglas, fiddle maestros Stuart Duncan and Bruce Molsky join the ubiquitous Ali Bain and Phil Cunningham and others to create a wonderful fusion of Americana and traditional Scottish music. You will also find other Americana acts playing in Glasgow over the course of Celtic Connections. If you travel to Scotland in January and happen to be in Glasgow, you should really make this part of your trip. One word of advice is to look through the festival programme, and if the main events in the Royal Concert Hall or that other fantastic venue, the Old Fruit Market, don't take your fancy, you should check out the Fringe events, where you might find something more unusual or find a great act playing an intimate set in a more cosy venue. Today's episode is by Imagine Alba Productions and the United States Marine Band. In honor of Burns, we heard A Fond Kiss, A Red Red Rose, and Old Lang Syne. Visit imaginealba.com for extras on this episode, including photos, recipes, and our free online magazine, with all the latest Scottish news, events, features, and in-depth articles. You can become a member of Imagine Alba for free and get access to our monthly newsletter, member forums, and more. And if you just can't get enough of Scotland, please consider becoming a supporter of Imagine Alba. For a minimum monthly donation, you can receive bonus content, including extra podcast episodes, videos, and more. Visit imaginealba.com for more information. We also invite you to subscribe to the podcast. And if you like what you hear, please consider leaving a five-star rating and a review. It really helps others discover us. A special thanks goes out to our supporters and reviewers this month. 
We'd especially like to thank Anonymous in Scotland for his generous donation to the podcast. That will allow us to upgrade our recording software. And we also thank DeWood, Bobby Dubois, West Coast Lassie, and WHM for giving us a five-star rating and lovely reviews on iTunes. Become a supporter or leave us a review, and we'll give you a shout-out on our next episode. Until next time, thanks for listening. This is Michelle for the Imagine Alba podcast, bringing Scotland to you.